It's Monday. It's morning. And <laughs> it's Pacal. What if I talked like that for the entirety of the episode and then the remainder of my life? That would be amazing. Wouldn't I would tell great? your kids, you wouldn't believe how, the, how he fucking talked before this. <laughs> you will not believe when you see the wedding footage. You kids don't know. Be like, listen, you're dead. Like I know you're dead. Your dad saw the Batman 2021, and uh, or is that 2022? When did that movie come out? What would you do if when your kids were like teenagers, I just like was like, I've seen your dad do some of the most heinous shit, and then never explained <laughs> further. I feel like that's what most dads' friends do anyway. Kind of. I yeah. feel like it's always like, <laughs> like for example, this, this guy. Song, I realized just now when you said that that I have my own like Theo Von esque like weirdo person that I interacted with story from my childhood. Hell yeah! Which was my dad would have this guy come over once in a while whose name was Sherwin, and (laughs) (laughs) it's already funny, dude. (laughs) It gets better. Sherwin was like a minor league baseball player, and for some reason he interacted with my father. (laughs) Sherwin was like their neighbor when we they lived in like an apartment before I was born or something like that. But and he was he, just a fucking rip dingers. Yeah, he would just rip. He was an amateur baseball player and a friendly just neighbor who would just rip dang, rip dangers, rip dingers, and um, mash taters. He would every time he'd swing by, he'd bring this like the cherry. Joke. No, I wish he'd bring like a cherry soda that I've never had since, and I don't. It might. It might have. I don't know what it was. Oh man! But I want to know what kind of you know I he, love them. We were soda we were taught to call it Sherwin Pop, so <laughs> we would be drinking Sherwin Pop from it's this strange marketed. neighbor. What, what's, what was his full name? His name was Sherwin. I don't know his last name. Uh, Sherwin, no up. last name, but he had Sherwin Pop, and that's like drinking Sherwin Pop from my strange neighbor. I forget how this. Did you happened. feel like what did it give you strength? <laughs> I. I it honestly might have been my downfall. Like, I might have been, like, a PhD, like, you know, I could, I could have cured some kind of disease or something, but then, like, Sherwin Pop got introduced, and my system was like, we're going to knock him down a few pegs. We're gonna- you changed forever, dude. You were going to be 5'7". Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what if it's just like a... Uh, just like a, a a green vial of, of fluid that, yeah, you know, like, like in every... Yeah, it's a color, like a yeah, glow. Exactly. <laughs> And it starts to like rattle when I get near it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all on the same page. That's what I used to drink, and now I am taller from than your dad's five, major league baseball buddy. Yeah, from amateur baseball, Sherwin. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. I kids forget that I'm how an amateur we. Oh, baseball that's what, player right. too. I forgot how we got there, but yes, because I could dad's just lie friends. to lie to your kids and say I'm a ma- uh, minor league baseball player. Yeah, I like would Sherwin have no, probably dude, did to you. I also knew a minor league soccer player. I knew a lot of minor league athletes for some reason Dude, growing your up. Your dad 100% sold steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking doubt in my mind. Yeah, he, bearings wink, wink, and it's just vials upon vials of <laughs> yeah, human growth Yeah, anabolic. <laughs> anabolic Sherwin pop. <laughs> oh, those were the days, man. That's Back incredible. Back when men were men and boys could drink Sherwin pop. Ah. Oh. But yeah, so feel free to tell my daughter that my voice was different. Uh, <laughs> Is that where this started? Well, yeah. That's I don't where care we... about that anymore. I have so much cooler stuff to tell her now. Yeah. Um, speaking of my daughter, uh, she's three, and we're thinking about taking her to the Hands movies up. for the first time. Ooh. And we're trying to figure out the best 
way to do that slash what movie to see. I wonder um, how amazing kids even see the movies nowadays. Like they see so many screens. I wonder if like she's gonna get there and be like, "This isn't even that cool." Yeah, they're probably like, "Oh, uh, like I can't just... even hold this." <laughs> <laughs> Flip it around, make it vertical. TikTok. Yeah, I don't uh, know what. Are do kids movies even come out in theaters anymore? Well, so we were just like we were just, just perusing. Literally 15 minutes ago, we were perusing like the, the the movies that are in theaters near us right now. Uh, and the Boogeyman. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we could take out that <laughs> fucking. No, but uh, we were like the Little Mermaid, maybe. But then we watched the trailer, and it's like we're like, this would scare her. <laughs> like boat, oh, like lights like on Ursula fire, and like and people like, get yeah. in. Like Ursula's like this horrifying tentacle creature, and like. Uh, well, hey, she's gonna learn someday. I was I was watching The Nightmare Before Christmas at her age. Scones like I didn't have a tongue a long time ago. I and am then... so desensitized mm-hmm. to spooky things. In fact, I'm drawn to them. So I think uh, what we what we the conclusion we came to was was the Super Mario Brothers movie because that's animated Jack Black. and fun. And we 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 showed her the trailer and we we're like Hazel, this is a movie. Like, and she was like. What is that? Like pointing at Bowser, and my wife was like, "Oh, that's Bowser," and she's like, "And I was like, it's like a big turtle," and she goes, "He's the no, King Daddy, Koopa. That's a Bowser." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, you're you're not wrong, Dad. Are you deaf or are you I dumb? <laughs> How much Sherwin Pop have you taken today?" <laughs> and I was like, "You keep that between us, <laughs> me, you, uh, and Sherwin. Me, you, and Sherwin. What if it was Sherwin Williams?" And I just knew you were just drinking paint. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know that makes a lot more sense as to why I'm not the doctor. <laughs> just like it was cherry flavored, just red paint. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Oh man, <laughs> I made up a, I made this guy up entirely in my head because I'm just like downing a Sherwin Williams paint can. <laughs> it's like Charlie from It's Always Sunny, just hallucinating like, <laughs> in your basement. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you're an amateur baseball player. <laughs> like, my imagination wouldn't even allow him to be a major league. You're never getting the call, kid. Yeah, you had good realistic imagination. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. To be young again. Uh, to be young again. Scones, uh, we got like two minutes. You got anything fun to fit <laughs> into these like two minutes? Uh... No. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing's drink, happened in my you life. You drink any paint? Not enough. I'm thinking about it now. Try like the watermelon flavored. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Yum yum yum. Yummy. Uh, what what are we uh what are we chit chatting about? This oh week, my Scott? gosh, dude. Something sick. We got a listener suggestion, Patreon yeah. member, yeah. listener suggestion, at Ryan Benson, who yeah. sent us this little ditty, at Ryan Benson, check author on Instagram. He Diddle told me, me up, to check Johnny. out the unsuccessful World War II plot <laughs> to fight the Japanese using radioactive foxes. I love this. <laughs> this is... Uh... We haven't talked about this yet, right? No. Yeah, Excellent. But... I think I like I I probably skimmed an article when he sent this over, but I don't think uh, I don't think we have discussed this in deets, as the kids say. What the kids say? I don't think yeah. we've 
uh, gone through our f- f- radioactive foxes season yet. Dude, as the kids tis. 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 Band. Okay, band. Crack that whip. And slap a... Uh, and, and... Let's just play the fucking song. All right, so we got an article here. Yeah, from the Smithsonian Magazine. Ooh, somebody sub by grabbing. Uh, John Lyle. Thanks, John Lyle. Hey, John Lyle, what's in your pockets? So yeah, an outlandish idea codenamed Operation Fantasia aimed Love to it. demoralize the Axis powers by mimicking legendary spirits. That's, dude. This is what I love about. Okay, war is bad. But wartime Correct. strategy thinking gets so wacky, it's amazing. It's how we got the microwave. Yeah, baby. You wouldn't be able to toast up your old cigarettes and make them good again. <laughs> so think about that next time you're <laughs> toasting that bone, baby. Next time you throw a cig in there for a quick 30 seconds, think of that. In the wake of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, Wild Bill Donovan, the leader of the Office of Strategic Services... America's Wartime Intelligence Agency. Should that be the guy's name who leads our intelligence? Wild, wild Bill? Bill? Yeah, you want to... It's like with banks. You want it to be a wild, unpredictable, unstable <laughs> yeah, you person. Want... <laughs> you want... The descriptor you want for your head of strategy is wild. Yep. Love it. Uh, it's more of like the... It's more of like the CIA back in the day, the OSS. True. Uh, he told his scientists to find a way to outfox his Axis enemies. In response, the scientists produced a number of dirty tricks, including explosive pancake mix, incendiary bombs strapped to live bats. Dude, drugs. this is the job I want. <laughs> <laughs> like you just, just get to make up silly. Strap them to shit. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, it's a pogo stick, but when you land, it's just like it's so easy. Um. Tr- uh, truth drugs for eliciting information from prisoners of war in a foul-smelling spray that mimicked the repulsive odor of fecal matter. So they made poop spray, like a joke shop it. poop spray. <laughs> that's, that's, this is great. Just Wartime. stink bombs. Stink bomb. In other words, desperate times called for desperate measures. Among these outlandish strategies, Operation Fantasia was the most desperate and peculiar of them all. Operation Fantasia was the brainchild of OSS psychological warfare strategist Ed Salinger, an eccentric Mm. businessman who had run an import-export business in Tokyo before the war. So very good with psychological warfare. (laughs) Very cool, very cool. Salinger's business dealings had given him a cursory introduction to Japanese culture. He learned the language, collected the art, and studied the superstitions, which is why the OSS had hired him. Operation Fantasia, he pitched the organization in 1943, would destroy Japanese morale by exposing soldiers and civilians to a Shinto portent of doom, Kitsune, fox-shaped spirits with magical abilities. K? K? Poggers? Poggers? The foundation for the proposal, Salinger wrote in a memo outlining his idea, rests upon the fact that the modern Japanese is subject to superstitions, beliefs, and animal 
oh, sorry, in evil spirits and unnatural manifestations which can be provoked and stimulated. So it seems like a big hope. Or a yeah, big, they're really uh, like, really, I feel betting a lot on the fact that these Japanese are going, like, like they're going to be like, that's a radioactive box. Super superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems a bit of a stretch. To be fair, I would never expect that. That's true. If someone yeah. like sent to America a bunch of like radioactive guys that looked like Jesus, I'd be like, <laughs> I would never like, suspect so that. in shape. What the <laughs> fuck? Just absolutely shredded up there on the cross, <laughs> Vince Hofton, the historian and curator of the International Spy Museum, writes in his book "Nuking the Moon." That Operation Fantasia demonstrates the breadth of the racism, ethnocentrism, and general disregard for Japanese culture held by many, if not most, of top military intelligence mm. and political leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Being relatively unacquainted with East Asian religions, the OSS ascribed to a level of gullibility to the Japanese that it never did with European foes. So, yeah, they weren't sending, like... Yeah. Krampuses to <laughs> the Germans that'd be and sick. Austrians. That'd be uh, pretty pretty fucking poggers. It would be, especially if they were radioactive. Yes. Indubitably. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. The OSS Quite. is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even reading the right line. It doesn't matter. That's fine. I knew it. We're all here. In reality. The Japanese culture of yokai, the realm of animals that explains the paranormal, resembles the folklore of any other culture. As scholar Michael Dylan Foster writes, thinking about the genesis of yokai, then, it is really a philosophical problem. It helps us explore how human beings struggle to grasp, interpret, and control the world around them. Okay. What do you think the equivalent for a a modern American is if they had to send something radioactive that you think enough people would believe it is this was some in kind japan of, or for america no for america i'm not asking oh. okay i was gonna be like i've got these foxes uh <laughs> probably like in america today like a bigfoot who maybe maybe like a a bigfoot or a, a chupacabra okay I mean, it would have to be some kind of cryptid type right like like Appalachia are, style. Or honestly, you could probably use Christianity and be like, oh, it's the Virgin Mary in a soup can, but it's radioactive. Radioactive soup can virgin? Mary? Radioactive soup can virgin. <laughs> Dude, RSCV, baby. Who's who wants a t shirt of the radioactive soup can virgin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh <laughs> Write it down, baby. We need to make this. All the powers of a virgin and a soup can. (laughs) Unstoppable force meets a movable object. (laughs) I just picture it's Wet Hot American Summer. (laughs) It's just the can talking. If you haven't seen Wet Hot American Summer, go watch the movie. You're missing out. Please do. If you like this show, just hear hear us. If you like anyone involved with modern like alternative comedy, comedy. On, like on television or movies, just they're just all watch in it. it. 
It was like uh, what's his face's first movie, a Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Yeah. When it came to the question of how to create fake kitsune, the OSS dreamed up a gaggle of ideas. First, OSS personnel fashioned fox-shaped balloons to fly over Japanese villages and scare the citizens below. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine an entire That's town of insane. people just cowering in fear at <laughs> some fox balloons? Giant fox balloon? Nobody would think that's oh, just a fox balloon. They don't balloon. even say it's giant. It's just fox-shaped. <laughs> Just normal balloon size. This is a crazy thought process. They also asked Whistle Company. Oh, sorry. They also asked a Whistle Company. <laughs> it's not like a sick part of the army. Whistle Company. Whistle Company. <laughs> yeah. They also asked a Whistle Company to create an instrument that simulated fox sounds. What the fuck? <laughs> Imagine so, being that Whistle Company being like, Uncle Sam needs this boy. <laughs> We're putting an end to this. We're Oppenheimer take down Hitler. I want to make an Oppenheimer style movie, <laughs> but it's all these. It's all the whistle. It's the whistle company that gets the fucking notice for yeah, but shot box noises. Shot like a Christopher yeah, Nolan exactly. dead ass, like as serious as like a car wreck type fucking movie. That'd be amazing. <laughs> in a memo to the OSS planning staff, Salinger said these whistles can be used in combat. And a sufficient what? number of them should create an eerie kind of sound that circu- that calculates really to spooky. Meet the Japanese superstition. This is, this is so fucking stupid. the stupidest shit I've ever heard. This in is addition, not a good idea. In addition to the balloons and whistles, the OSS hired another company to create artificial <laughs> fox owners. I can't believe in we addition were the first to the ones balloons to get to and whistles. Bombs. <laughs> This shows why Operation Dude, Paperclip had to happen. I was gonna say this is definitely like, uh, like some guy in the government's like nephew who is like, I want to help, and they're like, this yeah. is the closest you can get to giving your cousin the unplugged N sixty four controller, Pretty and being much. like, yeah, you're helping. <laughs> oh man! Uh, in addition to the balloons and whistles, the OSS hired another company to create artificial fox odors. Salinger thought that the Japanese Why citizens are so focused on like the ambiance, just like it uh, put more money into the actual physical thing. I think, like, what does a fox even smell like? Right? <laughs> How would I recognize that? What does the fox smell like? Salinger that is the thought, question. Salinger thought that the Japanese citizens would somehow recognize his scent, just as he <laughs> thought that they would recognize a rare fox sound and cower in fear. This is. So stupid. <laughs> but despite Salinger's best efforts, the balloons, whistles, and odors were abandoned as impractical before being deployed. Instead, the OSS reverted to Salinger's original plan. Catch live foxes in China and Australia, spray paint them with glowing paint, and release <laughs> them through the Japanese villages. That's a way better idea. It is. But, like, I just... Oh, man, how much money was spent on fucking manufacturing fake spirit fox odor yeah like all this shit was literally like created we paid and tested. for this yeah our grandparents paid tax pun- pair money for this to happen yep this scheme presented a number of logistical hurdles first what kind of paint should be used the united oh, states Sherwin Radi- williams baby the united states rate Radium Corporation provided an answer in the form of its glow in the dark paint, which contained radium. 
So okay, back so in the they day, the dark paint was just actually radioactive. Just actually just plutonium. It's <laughs> like sticks of radioactive yeah, material. The, it's like what Homer have, Simpson has in his tongs. Did you have a glow-in-the-dark basketball growing up? Um, if not basketball, definitely like football or other. Definitely yeah. one of those like little toys. Yeah, I feel like the glow-in-the-dark basketball was super popular for our age. Like yeah. a lot of people I knew had it. Definitely. So sick. <laughs> so when are we starting the league? <laughs> Let's get it going. How much radium did I come in contact with? Mm, just enough. Can you imagine you the, the dark basketball league? Like it's That'd just at night, no lights, and everyone People has glow in the dark. Running into each other left and no, right. No, no, no. Glow in the dark jerseys, glow in the dark. Oh, hoops. okay, okay. That would it's be essentially just like a neon basketball game. Yeah, it's cosmic basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And you just have like a, D, like a, a fucking DJ. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Wait, this is a great idea. parties there all the time. This is actually, we need to build a building. <laughs> This is not the worst idea yeah, we've ever we had. We could put this next to like Ty Law's trampoline park on Route One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to Route One, guys. Um, once we come up with a name for it, we'll be. I mean, call it like. I don't know how you combine. Cosmic and <sighs> basketball. I mean, Space Jam's there, but we'd probably. Oh get fuck! I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam has to be it, right? Like. Yeah, but you'd have to do like two. You'd have to do like jam space, like, and then like give it a little wink or a space jams like Z. Yeah, the Z. Yeah, Michael Jordan would come for your ass so fast to sue you. God, God I wish that were me. <laughs> the health risks associated with the paint weren't unknown. As early as 1917, women detailing watch dials with the luminous paint suffered from anemia, bone fractures, and necrosis of the jaw. Uh, oh poggers? no, dude! That's was pretty a, uh, gnarly. A result of them using their pursed lips to shape the contaminated brush tips into a fine point. Damn. Well, if you're putting paint in your mouth, like stop. Why? Why are you putting paint in your mouth? Stop putting paint in your mouth. Use a cup hey, of water, like stop a, putting paint in your everyone mouth. else in society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Despite that danger, the OSS continued with Operation Fantasia. The next roadblock, getting radioactive paint to adhere to animal fur. <laughs> to test this whether is... it would, the OSS turned to Harry Nymphius, a veterinarian at Central Park Zoo. That's the guy's name? Harry Nymphius. That's, that is literally a Harry Potter character. Yeah, essentially. What the fuck? In his tenure at the zoo, Nymphius had dealt with issues as varied as a paralyzed elephant and a canary with a broken leg, but never anything like this. I was going to say, those, are, those don't sound that crazy. Yeah, the the broken leg on a canary, like yeah, how, it's like birds have like the twinkiest <laughs> little yeah, legs like I've ever seen. What do you mean? They shit all the time. Yeah, they probably like land bad and just like, well, I guess I'm just no like wheelchair bound for the rest of my bird life. Speaking of wheelchairs, the paralyzed elephant, you'd need some big fucking wheels. Ooh, that'd be sick though. You get like two fucking chrome twenty four inch wheels. Yeah, essentially put them on like a tractor. Yeah, Luda, or exhibit rolls up. He's like, yo, I got those. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Pimp my elephant, dude. Sheesh. But then he decorates it all with like ivory and then gets canceled. Dude, we put a TV in his foot. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. It hurts. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, he recruited the help of a raccoon who was more than willing to have his fur painted <laughs> in exchange for his daily allotment of food. I like they say that like the raccoon like can consent to this. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. 
Sure, yeah, I'll put the Brandon, radioactive stuff on He was a cool me. dude. The raccoon was kept under lock and key and hidden from public view. After several days of ordinary raccoon shenanigans, the paint stayed on. To find out whether the faux supernatural foxes would actually frighten the Japanese, Dewey has decided to release 30 glowing foxes in Washington, D.C.'s Rock Creek Park to gauge the reaction <laughs> of locals. What the fuck is happening? This is absurd. Well, yeah, but now you realize how kind of not that insane some UFO theories are. <laughs> That's true. If the American government's willing to just let loose radioactive foxes and do we like could a, do an entire podcast probably the poorest like neighborhood silly, in DC. What? Silly like we could do a whole podcast on just silly wartime silly ideas. billy yeah, American the silly billy government war hour goofy plans. Yeah. If the foxes spooked Americans, the logic went, certainly they would scare the Japanese even more. <laughs> on a summer night in 1945, OSS personnel released the foxes in the park, and the creatures scampered along trails with promising results. The sight of the ghostly <laughs> apparitions at first confused and then terrified passerbys on their evening stroll. One citizen was so concerned that he notified the National Park Police, which reported on the incident, horrified citizens shocked by the sudden sight of leaping ghost-like animals fled from the dark recesses of the park with screaming jimmies. Which, I don't know what screaming jimmies means, but if that's racist, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I think we're good. Um, But then another... (laughs) That's like... That's just the government version of it's just a prank, bro. Just, you know? It's just a test, bro. Dude, we're just... It's for the war effort. It's for the war, it's for the war, it's for the war. Don't, Don't punch. But then, but then another barrage <laughs> of procedural questions surfaced. How would the foxes get to the Japanese islands? The OSS had initially planned to drop them in the ocean and let them swim ashore, what? but it wasn't clear whether they would survive such an excursion. <laughs> could foxes swim long distances? <laughs> Nubius gave his word that they could, but Salinger's team devised another experiment to test his hunch. Threw him in the fucking ocean. <laughs> like, what is the experiment? Under the cloak of an early morning fog, OSS personnel packed a group of captured foxes onto a boat destined for the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. The foxes paced inside their small cages, and when the engine cut off, they became frantic. One by one, the personnel threw them overboard in the cold, brackish seawater to sink or swim. The foxes swam and survived, to the delight (laughs) of the OSS team. The dry or wet uh, run for the Japanese invasion had been a success. (laughs) This is absurd. But by the time the foxes reached the shore, most of the paint had washed off. And within minutes of stepping onto the beach, the animals licked off the rest of the remaining paint. The aquatic foxes concept. This cannot be legitimate fucking wartime. Like, oh my god, this This is is real, brother. They 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 thought this was gonna be macabre. They're like, yo, nobody was like, hey. What about the whole like paint washing off thing? That's crazy. This is this is so stupid. So, if Operation Fantasia was to go forward, the foxes would have to be dropped on shore. But the greatest challenge Ed Salinger predicted would come after the foxes were already in place. To his knowledge, nobody had ever trained foxes. What would keep them in the vicinity of people and stop them from running off in the wrong direction if they encountered a barrage of gunfire? (laughs) What the fuck? Salinger's solution was simple. Strength in numbers. If enough foxes are released, some will get through. 
and on the off chance the fox has failed, he suggested painted readily it's the available. D-Day of ghost foxes? They're just like, yeah, they got the, the machine guns in the positions, but we just got to get some just of them hundreds through. of planes in the sky, just, just a bu- boxes. Yeah, a bunch of foxes pulling up on U-boats. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And on the off chance that the fox has failed, he suggested painting readily available minks, muskrats, raccoons, and coyotes in their stead. Jesus Christ. Salinger's off-the-wall idea got even stranger. In one newly discovered OSS memo found at the Army Heritage and Education Center in Pennsylvania, he wrote that he had learned of a peculiar, potent manifestation of the Fox legend. A version of the superstition that supposedly terrified the Japanese even more, that appears in the form of a fox bearing death's head on its crown. His plan to capitalize on this information bears repeating in his own words. We have made a stuffed fox with a human skull affixed to its head, <laughs> equipped with a simple mechanical device for raising and lowering the jaw so as to simulate the opening and closing of the mouth of the skull. So they made a puppet. Yes. <laughs> they made the scariest Muppet ever. <laughs> this stuffed figure will be painted to give the same luminous effect as the case of the live foxes. Salinger suggested draping the taxidermied fox body in a black cloth painted with glowing bones and lifting this human fox hybrid into the air with balloons or a kite as if to as if it were levitating to have an even greater demoralizing effect on the japanese what the fuck from the ground the japanese would look up and see a floating glowing fox body covered in glowing bones with a human skull sitting atop its head whose jaw opened and closed as if it were talking There's no way this thing would look good. It's a Scooby-Doo villain. It literally, it's like, this is so bad. It's absolutely incredible. Did they ever make it to Japan? But just in case none of his previous plans worked, Salinger included an addendum to the memo titled Fox Possessed Human Beings. In this scheme, Japanese citizens sympathetic to the Allied cause would simulate persons possessed of the fox spirit who utter strange champs emanating from the fox spirit. Essentially, they would run around a semi-deranged state yelling about foxes. Silent shit, dude, this guy's obsessed with foxes. Yeah, I was going to say, this the dude. original furry. <laughs> Salinger caused the OSS planning staff that a creation of a fox-possessed human army was the planning stages only. There are many difficulties that would have to be overcome before the plan could be put into operation. It never was. Aw, boo. None of the aforementioned harebrained screams ever went beyond the planning in experimental stages. That's a <laughs> bunch of foxes got dumped into the ocean for no reason. This is bullshit. Pretty much. And then licked up a bunch of radioactive paint. <laughs> That's, they definitely uh, did not live very long. Damn. As early as September 24th, 1943, Stanley Lovell, the head of the OSS Research and Development Branch responsible for overseeing Fantasia, recommended in a meeting that they abandon the operation. He couldn't understand why nobody else questioned its logic, feasibility, (laughs) or rationality. He told his colleagues, I trust that this will serve as a critique to us in the field of pure reason. Lovell had established his reputation as the OSS by pursuing eccentric ideas himself, such as trying to make Adolf Hitler's mustache fall off <laughs> by what? slipping female sex hormones into his vegetables, <laughs> which at that point, why not just poison him? Yeah, right? Well, if you've already got him ingesting toxins of some sort, 
Lovell's nickname was Professor Moriarty, but Operation Fantasia went beyond his tolerance for absurdity. The minutes of another OSS meeting that occurred near the end of the war reveal noticeable relief in the attendees, including Lovell, whenever the OSS canceled the bizarre project. They concluded the problem of Fantasia has been mercifully completed. When this Wild is... Bill Donovan had earlier told him to find a way to outfox the Nazis and the Chaps, which, wow, uh, he didn't mean it quite so literally. Ha ha ha. <laughs> well, this is the stupidest thing we've ever spoken about. <laughs> well, yeah, it's amazing how s- probably like millions of dollars of oh for sure government funding went can just be going Easily. to the stupidest shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is, ugh, this is so much college payments. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It sounds like high be... college students did this. Yeah, right. It's. <laughs> I was gonna say. I could have come up with a way better idea, uh, but that's uh, that's the that's the way it has to be. Sometimes, I guess. Sometimes you just have to. Thanks. That's dude, what makes us the, the foxes best country in the world. Into like Japanese town sounds impossible <laughs> if you can't even get like your planes or like spies there. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, that's re- this is really dumb. I um, love it so much. I'm a big fan. Uh, I wish they did more of it, but oh boy. We need more of this besides like nuclear bombs. We need more. Right. <laughs> I would, I would Wacky 100% beauty. see the Oppenheimer version of this, though. Oh, without incredible. question. Um, well, that's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say uh, besides G Wiz, Scony, yeah. Uh, Hey, don't really thank me. Made... Thank listener suggestion at hey, Ryan thanks, Benson author Ryan on Benson Instagram. For if you guys, one. if any listeners out there have spooky or funny, weird, uh, macabre, uh, mysterious, a couple in the pipeline, anything, I saw. Send them in, baby, because we want send them in. to know about if them. If you guys have seen any wanna... kind of yokai, yeah, exactly, fox spirits, let us know. We want to know about them, and we want to talk about something you want to hear about. Yeah, reach out to us on Twitter at MMMacabrePod, Instagram at MondayMorningMacabre, and MondayMorningMacabre.com. Uh, and, you know, do all that stuff. Rate the pod. Rate the pod. Um, and next time you're on a hike at night, watch out. Watch out. For and, radioactive uh, animals. If you hear, if you smell something that smells like spooky and If you creepy. smell that classic fox odor. <laughs> yeah, that we all the know. one that we all know. Then, I don't know uh, what any away. animal really smells like besides a skunk or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you? Uh, like a smell no, that no. you recognize. I, it's just a funny way to Maybe phrase farm that. animals. Maybe farm animals. Maybe farm animals. Well, in boots. I hope you guys have a good Monday. And yeah. I, I love you and watch love out for you. foxes. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.